Welcome to Keep You 100 Radio. I'm your host, Felicity Pointer, type 1 diabetic, certified health coach, personal trainer, and founder of Needles and Spoons Health and Wellness. Inside this podcast, you'll find the real and raw conversations around diabetes management, including the lessons that we don't learn in our endos office, my best tips and trainings, and conversations from the experts that I trust inside the community so that you can create more predictability in your diabetes management and feel empowered while doing so. Let's dive in. Before we dive into this episode, I need to tell you about the newest Skin Grip launch. I don't usually brag about products that much, but when there are genuine companies out there making life with diabetes easier, I really do think that everybody should know about them. Skin Grip just launched their newest Skin Grip Mats collection for the Dexcom G Sits and Freestyle Libre. Not only is this a smaller in size, high performance, and non-frightening option, but let me tell you, it works. I was lucky enough to be able to try them out, and first of all, this thing did not even lift. And the more impressive thing is that I was wearing my Dexcom on my leg at this time. And we all know that that is not always possible. What I really loved about it was that it's really discreet, which I really appreciated. As much as I'm comfortable showing off my diabetes, sometimes I just want my devices to lay low. This new collection is all about Matt's performance, Matt's protection, and Matt's comfort. You can try them out for yourself at skingrip.com using the code LISSIE, L-I-S-S-I-E, to save. Now let's dive into the episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Keep You 100 Radio. It has been a few weeks, but we are back into the new year. We're in 2023. If you're new to the show, hello, my name is Lissy Pointer. I am a certified health coach, certified personal trainer, and type 1 diabetic of almost nine years now. My nine-year diversary will be on February 17th of next month, so just about literally a month from today, which is wild. Um, Yeah, I was diagnosed when I was 19 as a freshman in college, and now we are here at 28 years old. So just goes to show you how fast time can fly. Um, So we are in January of the new year, which always calls for some time of self-reflection and just reflection in general of the past year. And if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, then you probably know that last year I had a lot of health-related goals. Um, In 2021, there was a lot of goals related to, like, I wanted to learn a lot more about the subconscious mind and, like, the mindset side of things. Last year, I had a big health goal of coming off of hormonal birth control and really focusing on the hormonal level of the body, which if you would have asked me that, two years ago, if that would have been a focus of mine, I would have said you're crazy. But now, even looking back, and I talked to talk about this with Val all the time, who is my co-coach inside of Keep 100. She's one who teaches all of our clients about just hormone shifts and how that affects your insulin sensitivity and everything. This has become such a huge pillar in our programs, which sounds really crazy to say now, but it it made sense because like looking back and all I've learned in the past year, This is such a huge part of our health and wellness, not only as it relates to diabetes, but as it relates to our energy levels and just so much more. So last year, I had this huge goal of just really focusing in on that part of my health. And now coming into the new year, this is just always that time where we go back and we reflect on, you know, what's the new goal? And not to say that every year has to be a huge milestone or like a new huge goal that you have to hit. But I take it as like, how can I set up intentions for myself and what can be my primary focus? So then as I'm going throughout the year, because we get distracted, right? There's so many different things that constantly come up in our social life, our relationships, our career, all these different things. So when we can kind of come back to our main focus or our main kind of intention for the year, we 
are able to just kind of keep ourselves on track or just kind of in alignment with those things that matter to us. So this year, kind of moving forward, like, I mean, on the personal side, I think honestly, like I'm just in that maintenance mode where I really want to just focus on staying present. We have a lot of big things coming up this year. (laughs) I'm just on a personal side. I'm getting married in June, which like it feels like we just got engaged and had to start planning a wedding and now it's five months away and oh my gosh big project (laughs) that's like a huge thing we have a ton of friends and family getting married so we literally have like five other weddings we have a bunch of big trips planned for work and for like our honeymoon there's just so many big moments coming up this year that i'm starting to realize now at age 28 which in a weird way like that sounds so old but I know a lot of people listening are like, you've got time, you're still young. But looking back, like, I feel like looking back at this year, I'm gonna miss those memories. I'm gonna miss like all the excitement and celebration and fun things happening. And I want this year for my focus to really be presence and staying present both in my social, all my social life, my relationships, all these big moments. And we always think about like, how does that relate back to diabetes? But at the same time, it always does. I have this conversation with a lot of my clients where we feel like diabetes takes up so much of our mental space all the time, right? We're constantly focusing on numbers, on the arrow, on our meter, on our A1C, on what, you know, what direction is my blood sugar pointing to now? What can I expect it to be in a half an hour? That all of those mental questions and thoughts they steal away our presence in the moment so right now i'm really aiming to be in this maintenance mode where my blood sugars can stay where they are it's okay i'm not looking to improve anything i don't want anything to get worse obviously but i'm just really working on letting things maintain and being okay with that so that i can stay present all these big moments and i don't have to let those slip away from me and you know, even on a business side, right? Like how does this apply to coaching? And I think really thinking about it, you know, being present, really doubling down on what's working. And we went through a lot of years. I mean, a lot of years we've been coaching for three and a half years now, but the first three years was really like constant creation and constant, you know, uh, like trying new things. And now we're in this place where we're really just trying to look at what, you know, what do we enjoy doing? We love coaching inside of Keep 100. So really just focusing on being present with that and sticking with that and serving our clients there. Um, so you'll see a lot less of creation from us, but in almost a way that's really allowing us to optimize that space and really stay present with that community without getting into those distractions. So I'm really, really excited for this year. I feel like 2023 is going to be a big year for even if it's not growth, if it's just maintenance, I'm I'm okay with that. So when going into this year and like just any year in general, um, we want to look at like I know that you have all those podcasts that talk about goal setting and we're not necessarily going to be talking about that today, but I really want to talk about how you walk into your endocrinologist's office moving forward in this next quarter or so. And because that's kind of like the time of year that we're in, like it's the beginning of the new quarter. Chances are you probably have an endocrinologist appointment coming up. You're going to be doing a lot of reflecting with them on, you know, what 
Maybe you didn't work last year. What are your personal goals for this year? Maybe you have an activity goal or you're looking to start a family or you just have other health-related goals. The best way to prep for those is to be in partnership with your endocrinologist and to walk into that appointment very prepared. Is What we find is that at least when I was diagnosed and even for years after my diagnosis, those appointments always just felt a checkpoint. I would get my lab work done, um, made sure that everything was quote unquote in range, A1C less than a seven, perfect. Uh, Thyroid looking okay, perfect. But then there's all these moments in the day-to-day that I was living in and I was feeling consumed by. And it was really hard to find this middle ground in these appointments that made it feel like a productive space, but also something that we could work in partnership with um, within, with both my like myself and my doctor. So in this appoint in this podcast episode, I almost said appointment. I really want you to leave feeling prepared for that that next appointment. That's not just you know. So you don't have to walk in feeling like you have to explain every high blood sugar. You don't feel like you have to um, be anxious about what the A1C is going to be. You have the tools in front of you to anticipate what's coming. You have the tools to have that conversation or be the leader of that conversation, actually, and not just feeling like you're a bystander or you're just answering questions and so that you can feel confident walking into that appointment. I have had moments where... Those appointments were the lead, (laughs) were the driver of just my anxiety for that week because I always felt like that was a space where I was being judged. I felt like it was a space where I was just not, my, my work wasn't recognized, all the work I was putting in day to day just to survive. And I just felt like it wasn't a space where I could have to self-reflect and I to get curious about the patterns and to come up with answers together. So today's episode is going to be all on how to prepare for that next appointment, whether you have it this month or next month, you can use these upcoming weeks to really, uh, you know, take the next steps and walk into that next appointment feeling as prepared as possible. And I'm going to be using just, you know, examples of the tools that we give our clients so that you know, like based on their experience, based on my experience, these things work and they're not just working for, you know, the next appointment, they're working for the long term because in in order to have a sustainable self-management, we have to have a sustainable relationship with our endocrinologist as well. We always talk about relationships in the means of like our partners and our social life, but your endocrinologist is a huge, like that's a huge relationship and a huge partnership in your in your life. And the best way to move forward is to be able to work together. I've had a lot of bad doctors and a lot of bad endocrinologists in my lifetime and or in the past nine years with diabetes. And I can honestly say that since I have found my current endo, we have a, an incredible relationship, an incredible partnership just in that appointment. I'm able to come with the data. I'm able to come with my questions and tell her my goals and my focus. And she's there to support me. So if I want to make a change to my carb ratio, she's going to be there to walk me through that. If I want to last year coming off of hormonal birth control i saw a lot of low blood sugars after that she was able to guide me there but i needed to come prepared with that data and with that curiosity to lead that conversation so that's exactly what we're going to go through today so that kind of leads me into 
uh, my point number one. We're going to go through three things that our clients have when they walk into their appointments and how that can support you as well. So number one, our clients always have the data behind them. And more than that, they're not afraid to talk about it. So the piece here that I feel like we're really missing is that we have so much access to data and just kind of like putting the awareness out there that access to data is such a huge privilege and not everybody has access to te- the technology that we need, like continuous glucose monitors to like adequate um, supply of test strips to get that data or to regular reports through their endocrinologists. So just acknowledging that elephant in the room and that's hopefully something that will change in the healthcare system. But um, just kind of recognizing that before going and in, moving into this point. But the huge missing link that we find in our endo appointments is that, or outside of our endo appointments, is that we have all this access to information on a general basis. We have, you know, every single week I get an email from Deathcom Clarity saying, hey, your timing range is this, your average blood sugar is this, your standard deviation is this, right? We have access to that. We have access to the apps that tell us this information. We have access to, you know, and for those of us who have access to CGMs, we have access to our blood sugar readings every five minutes. We have so much information coming our way, but in reality, we get lost with application and we get lost with reflection. So just posing the question here for anybody listening is when was the last time that you looked at those reports and you really knew what to do with them? So you look at the summary page on your Deathcon Clarity or your Libre, it tells you your time and range. It gives you these broad overview of how you're doing, quote unquote, if you can't see me on the recording of this, um, but it doesn't really actually tell you what to do with that information and where where things can go from there. So one thing that we do with our clients inside of Keep Me 100, which is for anybody new listening, this is our 10-week hybrid coaching experience for people living with type 1 diabetes. One thing that we do is we really get people used to looking at these reports and we do this through our weekly data reflection sessions. So just kind of emphasizing here that looking at your data doesn't need to feel like you're looking at a report card and it shouldn't. This is a space where you can come with curiosity and, and usually our clients are coming never really being used to looking at these reports or knowing what to do with them. So usually we have a lot of questions on what are the numbers that I'm looking at, what do they mean, and what the heck do I do with them? So we've created a space where it's safe to look at these reports. You're not going to get questions from your coaches where you're being asked, okay, why was your blood sugar high at 3 a.m. three weeks ago and, you know, have no resolution from that. Instead, this is a space where you can get curious about the reports. You can look at the different options of reports that you have to look at. I love looking at like, yes, the summary can give you a good amount of information, but I love looking at like my hourly statistics and the overviews and the different times of day that I can really use that information to to drive an action plan. So we're creating that space where We are walking them through not only like, yes, what do the numbers mean, but what questions should you be asking yourself when you're looking at these numbers? Because chances are you might know that the time in range is quote unquote good. You might know that your average blood sugar is quote unquote in range, but in reality, you're not sure what that actually means. So what what questions can you be asking yourself that allows you to know exactly where you stand when it comes to your data? 
are my patterns coming from something behavior related or is or are they something coming from things that are baseline related? Like where are these patterns coming from and what can I do about them? Which leads us to we look a lot at, you know, what is the next action that we want to take? Chances are when you go into your endocrinologist's office, you look at the numbers, they make some changes to your basal rates, your carb ratios, and they kind of send you on your way and you don't really come up with your action plan for the next three months because that's a lot of work and you're only in that appointment for what, 20 minutes where most of that is going, you know, being weighed, looking, taking your blood pressure, all the things. So together on these calls, we're coming up with that action plan. What is the very next step that we need to take to see what this pattern What is the root cause of this pattern? To improve this pattern, do we want to improve our time and range or do we need to add more flexibility into our life with diabetes where we're not too concerned about the data? There's so many different directions that you can take when coming up with your next action and having a team that is equipped with those questions, not only to ask you those questions, but to train you on what questions to ask yourself So that not only are you feeling supported and equipped in those 10 weeks, but for your entire life with diabetes. So that is the the one thing is people are, our clients are looking at the data and they know exactly, if they don't know exactly what to do with it, they're knowing what questions to ask. So then that way they can come into their endocrinologist appointments and be able to say, I have this information. I am, I've reviewed it. I know what it means. And from here, I've broken it down to this, and this is where you can support me. So number two that our clients do is that they are actually using data to drive their decisions or to drive their questions that they're asking in their endocrinologist appointment. Again, usually what happens is that you're looking at all this three, like three months of data in one appointment, and there's too much to use to really fully break it down. So our clients, when they like they're looking at things every single week and they're able to know exactly, okay, do I need to go through basal rate testing? Do I need to go through carb ratio testing? And from these different tests or actions, they're getting more data. So they have data going into their appointment of, you know, I did I did three basal rate tests from this time frame. My blood sugar stayed the same. They rose, they fell. And this is what I think. Do you agree? Or do I need to do something different? They have these data, these pieces of data to give to their doctors and to allow them to support them in making that decision. Instead of feeling like you're getting changes that feel a little random, um, you don't know if those changes are actually supporting that pattern or if they're maybe overcompensating for some things. I remember like not really having that information and going to my doctor previously and they would make a few basal rate changes when I realized like if I didn't eat for that time period, I actually didn't need a basal rate change. I needed like maybe it was one of my behaviors making a difference in that time frame. There's so many different ways that that can go. But not only that, but they're so they're either going through the testing process or they have data from different bolus strategies that they've tried. So if you're experimenting with different foods that maybe aren't so friendly on your blood sugars, our clients know exactly how to go through that testing process or what variables to make note of that can help their doctors or dietitians or CD, CDEs, whoever they are, 
change their dosing decisions around that food or that time frame. And we, yes, like when you go into your doctor's appointment, sometimes they have you log things. I always had that log book of like my, it was like the bolus, my amount of carbs, and then what was my blood sugar like two hours after. But in reality, there are so many more variables than we're taught to consider for those decisions. So our clients are keeping track of, you know, what was my pre-bolus timing? What were the macronutrients of this meal? So what was the amount of protein, fat, and fiber? And how did that play into my dosing decision? They're, you know, looking at what phase of my cycle was I in? What was my activity like? Because these things make a difference and they can completely change the conversation that you're having with your doctor and they can change the outcome of that conversation. So, with that, um, like I mentioned before, is they, our clients, walk into their appointments knowing how to self-assess their data. And one thing that we use here to allow them, to give them as a tool in self-assessing, is our Keep 100 journal. So everybody who joins Keep 100 gets their journal um, you know, sent to them. And this is where they can break down these patterns based on different areas of their life. So, you know, like I mentioned before, you have that typical logbook that's just asking you how much insulin did you take, how many carbs did you eat, and then what was your blood sugar two hours later. That's not how we do things. <laughs> we are looking at the, the like we're fine-tuning those variables. So we have this whole journal broken down based on our framework so that you have an area to keep track of the variables inside of your um, your basal rate tests, your carb ratio tests, your different meals, meals where you're specifically eating out that might be more high fat. You have an area to log your workouts. And more than that, you're not just logging the results of these attempts or these troubleshooting process. You are logging the different variables that actually make a difference. So if you are somebody who has been thinking about Keep 100, but you're not sure if you can join yet, you actually can get that journal on Amazon, or I will link that in the show notes as well, so that you can have a tool for your journey as well and go based off of a framework that has been proven over the past three and a half years. So number four thing that our clients do when walking into their endocrinologist office is they are not trying everything at once. Like they are only focused on one thing. So going back into the the, the main the one of my first main points in the beginning of this episode was that I have one focus for the year. And that's the same thing as our clients, whether they have one focus for the year or one focus for the quarter, one focus for their 10 weeks, whatever it is, they are not deviating from that. And the reason being is that especially with diabetes, there's always more things that we can focus on, right? There's always more things that we, like, we don't know what we don't know. So we're focusing on everything. We're focusing on the food that we eat, our workouts. We're focusing on our stress levels, our hydration, and we're trying to commit to everything at once to a point where when we focus on everything, we're focusing on nothing, right? Because there's too much. And when it comes down to that, we are actually doing too much to a point where it makes our blood sugars messier and it gets harder and harder to identify the root cause of different patterns and it gets harder to actually get closer to meeting our goal. So our clients always have a goal to help them filter out the noise in a sense and get them closer to the things that they actually should be focusing on 
based on not only what their personal goals are, but their current life experiences, because I think that our goals should not be just focused on what we want, but what is our current situation? My my goals are going to be very different to reach than maybe your goals because we have different situations. Maybe for somebody working from home, they're going to get a lot closer to their goal because they have a lot more flexibility in their schedule. Whereas if you're somebody like a stay-at-home mom or you're working 80-hour work weeks, whatever it is, you have a different situation and that can change maybe not the outcome of the goal. I think everybody has the potential to reach different goals, but it's going to change your roadmap to get there. So we also created a free resource for this as well. We have our new quiz that is absolutely free to take. It's about two minutes long to take and it just asks you questions based on your goals, your current situation, how you feel about certain things, and it allows you to figure out exactly what to focus on in your type one management to actually get you closer to your goal. So whether your goal is to lower your A1C, increase your time and range, maybe it's just simply to add more predictability in your life or add more flexibility. Maybe you want to have more moments where you can go on vacations or go out to a restaurant and you want to feel more prepared for those. We have a, this quiz will actually guide you on how to get there. So if you're somebody who is struggling, maybe trying to figure out where do I even want to go with the conversation with my endo, what do I need to focus on, this quiz is going to literally break it all down for you and it's completely free. Now, if you're somebody who's listening and you feel like you need added support outside of your endocrinologist's office, you are somebody who wants to have these conversations, maybe a podcast just doesn't do it for you because you have so many thoughts and you need to have somebody, a sounding board where you can you can bounce ideas back and forth, you can look through the data together. We have a full team inside of Keep 100 that is equipped and ready to support you. Keep 100 is currently enrolling for the February cohort. So we have two spots left inside. We have an incredible group of women inside that are just so eager to share and so excited to start on this phase of their journey and get curious. So if that sounds like you, I highly recommend also going in the show notes and filling out your application to join us inside of Keep 100. You have the opportunity to set up a free 30-minute call with myself so that we can chat through to make sure that this is the best fit for you and that this is the best fit going more, going forward in your 2023 journey. So just as a slight review, the th- the three or four things that we recommend moving forward into your endocrinologist appointment, one, have the data, do not be scared to look at it. <laughs> so whether that's going through your clarity reports, I'll also link in the show notes a full episode that I have on questions that I ask myself when looking at these reports. So number two, self-assessing your own data. So again, going through, asking those questions, understanding exactly what those numbers mean more than just, okay, am I like passing or failing based on these numbers? And number three, picking one focus area. So one goal, one plan of action to get there and just not letting all of the noise of things online or blog posts or even things that your endo say, like not letting those get in the way of the goal and having one direct plan to get there. So hopefully this supported you in your uh, your plan, uh, action plan in going into 2023. I would love to hear your thoughts and your takeaways. So you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or go ahead and just take a screenshot of you listening to this and send it to me on Instagram. You can send it at ki 
100 official underscore that is our official keep 100 instagram page and follow us follow us along follow along with us there <laughs> thank you guys